Jesus is enough. Welcome to Grace Walk Radio. I'm your host, Derek Lewandowski, and I am here with my friend, whom some call, whom, is that the right? Who? Who? It's whom, whom if it's the object, I can't remember. Who? Some call, and he calls, icebergs of wrath. <laughs> now, he is a man of grace. He has a lot of grace. <laughs> but when you enter the fantasy football world, there is lots and lots of wrath. Welcome, Caleb. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, there's a lot of violence in fantasy football. Yeah. Um, my uh, Obviously, I'm here in person today, again, <clears throat> um, yes. like I was last episode. But there was a two-week stint back in Tennessee, where I live now, <laughs> uh, between the last episode and this one. Um now, I don't know if we're going to be able to keep that going. You know, that's no, going to be hard. That's not sustainable. I'm not trying to be that demanding of you <laughs> that you come back every single time we need to record yeah. a podcast. Well, my kids, uh, Tennessee has a, a fall break that actually lasts a week, which is pretty awesome. Because in yeah. New York, you get like a three-day weekend, yeah, maybe four-day weekend. For you get seven time. minutes. <laughs> right. And then report and you're back. back. Um, but yeah, we get a week and we're like, hey, uh, kids, uh, mom and dad have been back up there since we moved down. Uh, you know, how bad do you want to go back up there? And they wanted to come up pretty bad and see family and friends. So Specifically as, me. You, just, you know, you were actually mentioned, Reese, you made the list. Reese said, there's yes. a few people I want to see, and one of them is, Ice, he doesn't call you Caleb, one of them is Iceberg. So much so that when your daughter Audrey was praying for lunch, she thanked the Lord that Iceberg was able to join them. <laughs> and I'm glad, that, I'm glad that the Lord knows me by Iceberg as well. It's stuck, man. It's stuck. And, and therefore, icebergs of wrath. So uh, I was going to say on the way up, Reese wanted to know, Dad, have you and uh, Iceberg been doing any fantasy football updates on your, <laughs> on your podcast? And we did do a mini one there. Yeah. Um, so uh, probably good to, to give the, the one-minute update here yeah. for, for all those you know, thousands and thousands of people who are just waiting with bated breath to find out what's going on. This year in fantasy football, it is why it is why the people come back, and uh, yeah. So uh, I've dropped down to seventh place. I was hanging in there around third for a while, but uh, I've had two weeks of losses. And uh, I'll let you give your update of where you're at. But Reese jumped up to third, so he he's had a good week. I I did not. We'll see what this week holds. He he talked a lot of trash this week or today when when he was when we were playing a uh, disc golf, he, he talked a lot of trash for somebody whom I have beaten. Well, the thing about him is <clears throat> he has this, you know, hope springs eternal, right? So yeah. he has this delusion that, um, you know, he takes a loss and he, he goes that week and makes adjustments, makes trades, gets guys off the waiver. And um, he has this delusion that his team is so new and improved every week that it is now the juggernaut <laughs> dynasty that he's finally been wanting, and he can beat everybody, including the guy that just beat him pretty bad. So that's just that's just the way he thinks. I like a little bit of that. You know, you gotta you gotta you gotta believe when you go out in yeah. that field that you can win. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he is in third. He is ahead of both you and I. Uh, you are two and three, and well, I, everybody's ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> I am sitting in dead last at one and four. Coolfish twenty twenty haven't updated my name. Uh, not doing that well yet. He's going to make a big comeback. Oh, it's starting yeah. this week, yeah. So, um, have we played? I think we played. If we played, you probably beat me. Yeah, I did beat you. you beat it was me. the last time we 
did a podcast, yeah. I had beaten you, and then I followed that up with beating Reese. Yeah, so. I mean, he's on a mission to beat you, though. Like he, uh, he and won't... he he was talking about it like it had already happened. Yeah, that's faith, right? Yeah, which which is a good segue to this week's text where we're talking about faith yeah. in Christ. And I'm going to try to treat him with a spirit of gentleness when I crush him again. <laughs> that isn't that mentioned in the text today. <laughs> Uh, what a coincidence. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> so. We're back in the book of Galatians, one of my favorite books. Martin Luther called this book the Charter of Christian Liberty. I've also heard this book described as sort of a mini Romans. Um, uh, you know, Paul is dealing with these false teachers that had come in, these legalists who claimed that uh, to be truly saved, you needed Jesus plus circumcision. And, and of course, they added many, many other things. Circumcision was just a doorway law into um, keeping the whole law, which essentially they were trying to force cultural Judaism Mm -hmm. uh, on these Gentile believers. And Paul said, no, you don't have to be culturally Jewish to be beautiful in the eyes of God. We're not under law. We're under grace. And uh, and then here he is in chapter 6. A typical pattern for Paul is he's made some doctrinal assertions throughout the book. He's, He's rehearsed the gospel. And now he's sort of into what you'd call practical Christianity. But anytime we read texts like this, let's not, you know, we have to be careful not to um, see this text without seeing what came before it. Yeah. Um, And I think that's a great uh, error, uh, a common, uh, maybe to the degree of like pandemic error when it comes to preaching of the Bible in modern Western church is we preach moralism, we preach the imperatives mm-hmm. without the indicatives. We preach the do's without the duns. And, um, and we have to understand that everything we are, everything we do comes from Christ. So every message we preach, every moral that we talk about, every principle, every wisdom um, text that we visit, we have to remember that Christ has become for us wisdom. Christ has become for us power. That anything we are, anything we do, including in these practical parts of the Christian faith, is all rooted in Him. When we, I'm going to use a big word and I don't even know if I'm using it properly, extrapolate extrapolate the, the commands from the gospel, um, you know, to preach Rome, Romans 10 through 16 separate from what came before when we preach Ephesians like 4 through 6 or is there chapter 6 in Ephesians? Am I going crazy? Yeah. Um, When we pull that apart from the gospel proclamation that came before we're we're pitting scripture against scripture uh, to take Galatians 6 and pit that against Galatians 1 through 5. You know, it, it, it doesn't work that way. Um, I preached at Grace Life this past Sunday, and I talked about the story of redemption, and it's woven throughout Scripture. So when you try to take things separate, and obviously when you preach a text, you can't say, okay, open your Bibles to Genesis 1-1 all the way through Revelation 22. Like, we're going to cover all of Scripture today. That, that's going to be a pretty much impossible task. But when you preach Galatians 6, if you try to pull that apart from the gospel that Paul preached throughout, um, you are simply preaching law, which will crush someone. And the, it, It's self-salvation. Yeah. You're, you're telling people you can. Right. You're telling someone, yeah, you, you got saved from self-salvation, but now that you're saved, you can also self-save yourself. Right. <laughs> and, and obviously, we, if, if 
the preacher said that, we would be like, yeah, you're a lunatic. Right. But that's what we do. Right. Yeah. Uh, let me give the quote of the, of the week here. Um, quote of the day, I guess. This is from Sinclair Ferguson. Came across this one in a message I heard him preach recently. And listen, Sinclair, I love Sinclair Ferguson. Um, for some people, I think maybe he's a little bit of a, 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 a slow ramp up hmm. to like his, his meat and his stuff. Do yourself a favor. Listen to Sinclair Ferguson, but let me tell you how to listen to him. Wait for it, right? He builds the text. He builds the context. You know, he, he gets you thinking inside the text, and then he starts dropping gospel dynamite all over the place. Um, and so this was one of them that he dropped in a message recently. He said, the gospel has a grammar all its own. And we talk about gospel fluency, right? Being able, as Christians, to grasp the gospel in a way that we can discuss it with gospel language, gospel vocabulary. And so he's kind of referring to that here. The gospel has a grammar all its own. Unless we grasp that grammar, that every imperative, every exhortation, every command is rooted and grounded in the resources of God and Christ to enable us to fulfill it, instead of transforming us, the gospel will drown us. You hear what he's saying there? He's saying that if we don't root texts like Galatians 6, if we don't root imperatives and morals and principles and wisdom, if we don't root it in Christ, then it's just what you're saying. You're, you're, you're somehow like reintroducing with Bible verses on it, self-salvation mm-hmm. uh, and self-sufficiency in a way that we forget the very gospel that saved us. And instead of the gospel transforming us, it'll drown us if we lose that connection, if we snip that connection between the commands, the exhortations, the imperatives, and Jesus as the resource to, to fulfill, to fulfill mm-hmm. all those things in us and as the one who did fulfill those things when we can't and won't and wouldn't and didn't. And so part of gospel fluency and gospel language is, is to, to be gospel-centered in a way that every thought we have, every command we read, you know, every text like this that we look at, it's all rooted and grounded in Christ. And, uh, you know, maybe just, um, maybe let's read the text, but let's read the text and we'll stop today's episode and we'll, we'll actually start breaking down the text next week because I think we've said some significant things here. I think it would be good for us just to hear this text in light of what we're talking about, that this text mm-hmm. is an effect of the gospel. Um, we, well, we talk about that often on this, yeah. on this program, the cause and the effect of the gospel, the cause and the effect of our salvation. The cause is Christ. The cause is faith in the cross. The cause is the regenerating uh, work of the Holy Spirit. The effect is Christ-likeness, good works, the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. If you flip that, if you reverse that, you, you, you ravage the gospel. If you say, well, the cause is my good works, the cause is my obedience, the cause is my, my moral uh, excellence, and then the effect is my salvation. The effect is I, I'm in good standing with God. That is legalism. That is, yeah. that is legalistic Judaism. And I'm not saying all Judaism was bad because many people were saved in Judaism, um, you know, in the Old Covenant, looking forward to a coming Christ. But if you see the law as that which saves you, like the Pharisees did when Jesus came, then you reverse the gospel and you're saying, I can do this, I can be moral, I can achieve uh, the holy standard of God, and then I put God in my debt and God owes me, hmm. and then, you know, I, I somehow uh, have achieved this, this place of, you know, spiritual superiority. That's not the gospel. And if you do that, you are under the curse of the law. What you reap out of that 
is not God's blessing. It's actually a curse. And I mean, Deuteronomy 27 states that. So, excuse me, if you do not do all of the law, if you have failed in just one minuscule aspect of the law, if you want to live like that, and if you failed in one spot, and I know I fail in that every single day if I were to try to live by that, because I have never one day in my life loved the Lord my God with all of my heart. I never have. Through grace, I have, and I believe that the Lord is filling me with his love. But if it's up to me, then I'm, I'm done for, and I'm under that curse. But the gospel shows us that Christ became a curse for us. So, you know, give me the gospel. You can keep the law. I, I had an interesting thought as we were leading into Galatians 6, you know, to kind of connect the dots between gospel proclamation and uh, the, the fruit of the gospel, the, the practical aspects of it. Recognize where we're coming from. Galatians 5, we're coming right out of what Paul addresses, the fruit of the Spirit. So, as we go into the practical application of the gospel here, we must recognize that Paul is not giving us a command to go and do in isolation. Like, he's not saying, go and do what we're about to read. He's actually stating that, and... and Remember, chapters, verses, all that stuff were not part of the original letter. So it's almost with the same breath that Paul is saying that all of these wonderful things that the Holy Spirit produces in us um, are, are just that. They're, they're the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So recognize right away you can't produce Galatians 6 on your own. It's not Paul putting a hard period at the end of all that gospel and then saying, okay, guys, now that we got that out of the way, let's let's get to the nitty-gritty. It really is about your works, yeah. and here they are. And here they are. Yeah. Have you done them yet? Right. So he gets done saying, you know, this is what the Holy Spirit will produce in you, and then he starts Galatians 6. So it's not disconnected. We should not disconnect it. Paul didn't disconnect it. The Holy Spirit didn't disconnect it. Um, we should not disconnect it. Well, and that's what happens when... You have teaching that is um, scripture, but not gospel. <laughs> yeah. I think it was John Piper who said, you can have the scriptures without having the gospel, but you can't have the gospel without having the scriptures. In other words, there are many who, I mean, that's, that, th- this is the story, this is the problem of the religious community that Jesus was born into. They had the scriptures, they were the mm-hmm. keepers of the law, but they didn't have the gospel, they were blind to the gospel, the good news of salvation that comes from God, not from man. They, they were blind to it to the point where they, they missed the day of their own visitation. So, you know, what we're talking about here, this is big stuff. I mean, this is actually the mission of this show. Uh, the mission of this program is to discuss the gospel and belief and practice and how to live under grace in a modern world. And so, you know, when we're talking about, God, you know, law-gospel distinction, that is big, big stuff. And, and I think it was C.J. Mahaney who said, small errors early, Result in big problems later on, or small theological understanding, small gospel errors early result in big big problems later on. In other words, if you think that it is about your works, and at some point the standard by which God accepts you shifts from grace to you, shifts from Christ's work to your work, small errors in understanding law gospel distinction early on, later on down the road can result in big problems. And that's actually my story. You know, I, I eventually my legalism nearly. D- 
destroyed mm-hmm. me. It destroyed me psychologically, spiritually, and, and actually physically. I mean, it literally went through like physical depression. Like I had a chemical imbalance in my body where I went through anxiety disorder for, you know, 18 months hard and about five years off and on. It was a, it was a battle that the Lord brought me through. And it was literally because of my understanding, my lack of understanding of the gospel. So yeah. forgive me if I sound excited about this and, and passionate. This is big stuff. And, and so what we need to understand is we are not under the jurisdiction of the law as Christians. Jesus was under the jurisdiction of the law mm-hmm. that we couldn't fulfill. He fulfilled it. And to quote Sinclair Ferguson again, we are now in-laws to the law. In other words, we're married to Christ, we're his bride. Through that marriage, we are, we are in-laws to the law that Jesus fulfilled. And so the law now is Christ. The law now is obedience to Christ and to fulfill what Romans calls the command of faith. And as we obey the command of faith and then Christ's command of love, we find ourselves, as it says in Galatians 5, doing things against such things. There is no law. So... Now, we enter the text understanding that we're not under law, we're under grace. Christ is the source of our righteousness and the, so- the power source to, to work in us the true good works that he's prepared beforehand that we should walk in them like it says in Ephesians. So with that, Caleb, would you read the text? Yeah. Galatians 6. And we'll end with this today. Galatians 6, 1 through 5. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone, and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. Amen. Bear one another's burdens, so fulfill the law of Christ. You know, as we... Not only as we love Christ, but as we are loved by Christ, we love others as he loved us. And that's, the text is really getting to the practical expression of that, that we love as we've been loved. So we'll talk more about that next week. Uh, thanks for listening today. Uh, this program and uh, this podcast is brought to you by That Vacation Company uh, at That Vacation Co. on Instagram or Twitter. You can follow along. Uh, they also have a fun podcast. Uh, that you can check out and uh, learn about different vacation opportunities and and uh, promotions and discounts and different things that you can be a part of and and uh, check that out. So uh, thanks for listening today, and we'll get back to Galatians six next week. And until then, remember Jesus is enough. <laughs>